Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. Christian people, err. The Bible says, do not err, my brethren. It's a tragic thing when Christians err, when Christians fall to temptation. Now, the Bible teaches something about temptation. Temptation does not come from God. And temptation itself, listen to this, is not sin. Temptation is not sin. But I'll have you know something, your response to temptation will determine whether you experience the victory blessed are they that endure temptation or you fall into sin at least destruction and death. Now, if we're going to do not err, my brethren, then we're going to have to pay attention to some warnings and warning signs and some things that the Lord teaches us. I was just thinking about warning signs and warning tracks. Uh, I th- it used to be a joke about my Uncle Arlen's driving. I'm looking to see if Uncle Arlen's kid, any of them are here tonight. Most of the time they are. Uh, my Uncle Arlen, after he had a, a brain tumor. After he had his surgery on his brain tumor, he was terrible for falling asleep behind the wheel and uh just terrible for it and uh any rate he was kind of a he he was kind of happy-go-lucky about a lot of stuff and driving was one of them and he would get on the interstate and drive and he would just drive between the rumble strips uh that's what they're there for right uh that way you can sleep and drive so you hit one rumble strip you wake up and hit the other one and that's how you get places uh but the rumble strips are have a purpose they're they're, they're warnings if you go any further you're going to be off the road completely the rumble strips i was thinking about the uh the the now in lots of baseball stadiums, they've got a, a rumble pad that the what is underneath the outfielder's feet as they approach the walls of the baseball diamond. It changes sounds. It rumbles when they hit it. So they know that they're getting really close to the wall because if you hit the wall running wide open, it's going to hurt. So there's these warning signs. And the Lord says, I want to help you. I want to give you some things. I want you to understand What's going to happen before you crash and burn? I want you to understand what's going to happen before you err. The message is do not err, my brethren. If we're going to not err, my brethren, then we need to, number one, understand the matter of personal responsibility. We need to understand the matter of personal responsibility. So the Bible says here in verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted... I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. When we come to this passage of Scripture, the thing that the writer wants us to know is that you cannot blame God for temptation. Have you ever been around somebody that's bitter towards God, and they blame God for the mess that they were in? You know, it's in our sin nature to want to blame people for our failures. And the Bible makes it very plain that you cannot blame God for temptation. God doesn't tempt us. Now, there's a difference between temptation and trials. Now, God allows trials. Most of the time, trials are self-inflicted. If they're not self-inflicted, most of the time, trials are sin-inflicted. 
Maybe you're here and you are the a byproduct and you are in a trial because of someone else's sin. Have you ever been in a trial because of someone else's sin? It happens, right? But trials are allowed by God. Temptations never come from God. But I want you to know something. The devil tempts us to sin. And God has an amazing ability to take everything the devil tries to do to ruin your life, to turn it around and make things better for you in the long run. But God doesn't tempt you. Now, what I want to bring to your attention, if you want to keep from hitting the wall, if you want to keep from messing up, if you want to keep from making the error and falling into sin in your Christian life, you're going to have to understand personal responsibility. I'll just tell you, God doesn't want you to blame everybody for your problems. The first place that God wants all of us to look is right here. Now look, the world the flesh, and the devil in perfect harmony sing a song that says you are a victim. But God in his word says you need to take personal responsibility for the way you behave irregardless to the circumstances of the past. You see, the writer here in the book of James, he hits the nail right on the head. He says, don't you be blaming God. There's a prince of the power of the air and there's temptation to sin. But the temptation to sin is, the, is partially for you is because you have lust in you. And he says, look, don't blame God because God tempts no man. I am so confident that if men and women and boys and girls... All of humanity would get to the place where they said, I'm going to take responsibility for myself. I'm going to man up, woman up, kid up, and bear the responsibility for the fact that I have done the wrong thing. Hey, that makes a great society. This is such a novel concept. But when... People decide that they are going to pay their own bills and be responsible for their own bills. Guess what? That changes everything. When people take responsibility for their own actions, it changes everything. When people take responsibility and are responsible, huh, wow, this is amazing. There's several teachers in the room. When children get to the place where they understand that a good grade is on them and a bad grade's on them, hallelujah. It's great. But you know what society does? Society says, you're not making good grades because teachers don't like you. You're not making good grades because class works too hard. You're not making good grades because this doesn't matter anyway. And that illustration goes on in work, it goes on in school, it goes on everywhere because our flesh, sinful flesh, wants to blame God and anybody else for our failures. Now, if you're in a place in your life where you're still, you're still blaming what your daddy did to you 30 years ago for why you're acting like a fool today, it's not his problem anymore. You are responsible.
If you're in a situation where you're blaming what a teacher did to you any amount of time ago on the reason you're acting like a fool today, you are your problem. And you blame God or you blame anybody else for your sinful behavior today, I want you to know something. If you haven't erred and fallen in sin, you are on the fast track to get there. Why? Because we need to understand personal responsibility. If we confess our sin, personal, mine, Bible says, Jesus, if you say you have no sin, you make God a liar. You can't not take personal responsibility. We've got to own up to it. As a matter of fact, we all should get to the place where we own up to the fact that I need the Lord. I need the Lord to protect me. I need the Lord to forgive me. I need the Lord to guide me. I need the Lord. Instead of saying, God, you've caused this. You've caused this. I don't know. If you're going to keep from erring, the command is do not err, my brother. If you're going to keep from erring, you need to understand personal responsibility. Number two, if you're going to keep from erring, you need to understand when temptation becomes sin. I mentioned a little while ago that temptation itself is not sin. But the way we respond to temptation determines whether we have victory or we fall into sin. We need to understand when temptation becomes sin. There's a really interesting lesson here in verses 14 and 15. The Bible says, but every man is tempted. Who is above temptation? No one. You say, well, I'm not ever tempted to sin. <laughs> You're tempted to be proud. You just fell into that trap. Every man is tempted. The Bible says, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. What are you drawn away? You're drawn away from the Lord. You're drawn away from enduring temptation. You're drawn away from pursuing the crown of life. You're drawn away from God and his word. The Bible says every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Now, temptation comes as a result of our own lust. That word lust is a desire, a yearning, a desire. And most of the time, it's a desire after something that is forbidden. We're drawn away of our own lust. I like the word own. Do you know that my lust and your lust is different, but we all have it? Some of you would never lust after the same things I would, and there's a lot of things you'd lust after that I wouldn't. But we have a temptation. We need to learn what the sin that does so easily beset us is so we can pay attention. So the Bible says that every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So I want you to see these two parts. One is the internal, own lust. Now, we're to pay close attention. We're to beware and stay away from things that cause us to fall. The Bible says we're to watch out and be cautious for our own lust. But the Bible says that temptation comes as a byproduct of our own lust. Because you have a proclivity to something and you're tempted to do something wrong does not mean that you have actually fallen into sin. It's just something we become aware of. Now, now look, I don't, you don't need to be telling everybody what yours is, but 
how many of you could identify your weakness? How many of you could identify the sin that easily besets you, the thing that would drive, that, that is something that's a weakness? How many of you could identify it in that your Christian life? Yeah, sure we could. And they're all different. But what we need to understand is, I know where I am going to mess up. And so, therefore, I'm going to be careful. Because if I understand my lust, that I'm going to stay away from the opportunity to be enticed. See, there are two different things. One is internal. One is external. One is in me. I understand it. I'm working on it. And when I'm, my heart's in tune with God, the temptation is not so strong. But there are times when by my own lust, I'm drawn away from the presence of God, the purpose of God. My heart is not in tune with Christ like it should be. And because I'm drawn away my own lust, then I lust. And the next thing we'll have is the enticement. You know, the devil knows your weaknesses. And the devil is faithfully putting things before you that will entice you. So you've got your own lust and then you've got enticement. So the Bible says here, I want you to understand that every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And the Bible says, then when lust hath conceived, you know the word conceived? Think about the word conceived. When lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Here's what happens. Temptation. An enticement, meat. And they conceive and there's sin. So if I'm going to stay away from sin, if I'm going to keep from erring, the message is do not err, my brethren. I'm going to have to understand when temptation becomes sin. First of all, I need to be working, keeping my heart in tune, that I'm not drawn away. The Bible says that we can spend time in His Word, and there's the washing of our minds and our hearts with the Word of God. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.